Alright everybody, welcome back to a new episode. I know it's been uh, some time since I've done one of these. Um, so this is being done on my phone again. Um, currently I'm trying to go through some stuff with my computer. Um, and I've been working on commissions uh, for uh, some side work and... I haven't been doing the best medically, and also my um, family has had some issues medically as well. Um, don't want to go too much into the personal aspects of it, but I do wish for any prayers or concerns um, you guys would, uh, you know, send our way. Um, beyond that, I want to talk about basically what it's like to um essentially like disconnect from god for a bit this is um something i think a lot of christians and a lot of people that have faith do not intentionally but just because they get so caught up in their own reality and their own problems and their own issues that they kind of deconstruct themselves away from God's word and this leads us down a path of depression unrighteousness and uh, selfish desires and stuff like that what that means is like for example um, I know I've been it's been a while since I've put out more episodes and everything but the the key component of this is to, to teach you that regardless of um, what we're going through in our everyday lives is God is always there for us whether we want to believe it or not you know atheists have a problem understanding God because they think if something bad would happen to people then why would God allow bad things to happen and this is also referenced in the book of Job, as well as many other books like um, Jeremiah and um, Jonah. You know, those prophets that have had, you know, some things happen to them. Uh, even Jesus himself has suffered many persecutions through his entire life. So, um, so, um, When we, uh, when we start to disconnect from God, um, and we start spiritually, like, not feeling it anymore, it's when we're slowly pulling ourselves away, and this is what I would consider some sort of attack or, you know, presence of Satan trying to lure us away. It says in the Bible that, they would try to uh, that Satan will try to deceive that there will be many pro false prophets that will go out and try to deceive the very elect and in the Bible when it says that we understand that Satan is going to try to get every single person they want even the ones that are so committed to God and when we understand this we need to know what the separation of God is 
in Isaiah 59 verse 2, they talk about the iniquities that made a separation between you and God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. When we understand that when the more sins we do and the more things that we commit that are not in God's image and not in God's way, he will hide his face from us because he doesn't want us to be in that manner. Um, when we understand um, the concepts of why God does the things he does and we understand why God is who he is, we need to um, we need to live in his image. So this is w where we need to repent for our sins. And that goes to the seven churches in Revelation where they were, he was telling them that they need to repent for the things that they have done, being lukewarm or, you know, under sexual desire. Or anything that they have been doing in sin is separation from God. It's what God doesn't want us to do. Jeremiah, for example, uh, explained in Jeremiah verse 6, uh, verse 8, O warn, be warned, O Jerusalem, for I shall be alienated from you and make you a desolation, a land not inhabited. Um, there's been many takes of that, even in the case of Isaiah, where he talks about the Babylonian captivity, you know. Um, in Ezekiel fourteen fifteen. In order to lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel, who are estranged from me through all their idols. Idols is a very intricate term because a lot of people believe idols are just images or they're statues or something like that. But an idol can be anything that you put above God. Anything that you put above God. So... Is your Audi that you have in your parking lot, you know, is that something that you love? Or do you have any car that you're in love with more than anything else? Do you have a, you know, a celebrity that you look up to more than anybody else? You know, do you desire um, a certain model or a certain actor? Do you have any of these things that, you know, you look at with such reverence that it blinds you from God? And that's where we need to really establish things. Even in the case of the presidency, some people will look up to Donald Trump as this almost messianic looking figure for the country and he's not he's who he was a decent president for what he did for the economy at the time he was elected i would say but i'm not a very big into politics so i can't really establish much of that and i'm not gonna pretend i know a lot about the political system because um, even though I've done bits of American politics in college, it wasn't my strong suit, nor did I even care about it. It was just a class I had to take. Um, in Romans eleven nineteen, um, or we'll start off in eleven seventeen. It says, 
if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive were grafted among them and became a partaker of uh, with them of the rich root of the olive leaf and Romans 11:19 it says and then you you will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in um, continues in 22 um, behold the kindness and severity of the Lord to those who fell severity but to you God's kindness if you will continue in his kindness otherwise you will be cut off What a lot of people doesn't don't seem to understand is something that I believe that is different than most other people is Calvinists will believe once you're saved, you're always saved. And then they will also believe that if you don't believe that, then you were never saved to begin with. And that's where I have a problem. And I don't believe in Armenianism either. But I do believe that there are points in our time where we can abandon God and we can deceive ourselves from that. When we understand that once you're saved, you're always saved. It's a beautiful thing to understand, but then it's not just, it's trying to justify that you can do whatever you want. And what people don't know is that just because you're saved doesn't mean you're automatically in you know you need to still abide by his rules and by his guidelines and his authority so when we uh when we understand that you can be cut off just as much as revelation talks about removing a lampstand that doesn't mean you're always saved. It means you need to repent for whatever things that you've done. Whatever things that you are doing that are bad from God. So. There's, um. A, a special one that means a lot and it's Ephesians 12 uh, 2 verse 12 remember that you were at the time separate from Christ excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world there's been a point in time where the Israelites had the law and the law was based on obedience the obedience of the law was to basically make it so we would abide by or that the jewish people or israelites or hebrews would abide by the laws that god put in learning the obedience of that came down to the new covenant where the obedience of the law would become the obedience of Christ, the Messiah. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand that obedience. The obedience of the Messiah is what we need to strive to be, to walk in the image of Christ. And when we do that, we'll understand that we will walk anew. 
will become new people and we will love each other and we will grow in God. You need to love God with your heart and your soul and your spirit and your mind and every single part of you. And once you understand what God is and how gracious and how, you know, generous and kind he can be to us, then we will be saved. But for those who choose to be deceiving and those who choose to not follow the Lord, then they will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, according to 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 9. In the book of Micah, it says... The, um, the reason for my people's destruction is their lack of knowledge. And this is the biggest point that I give to you. The biggest thing I have been saying since the beginning of this podcast, from the beginning to today, and going into the future. Don't listen to me personally. If there's things I've been saying that you agree with, that's great. But pick up your Bible and read it for yourself. Understand the word of God. Don't go by what John Calvin says, Joseph Arminius says, Martin Luther says, what the Pope says. Don't go by what the early church fathers stated. Go by what the Bible says. Read the scriptures for yourself. They're put here for us to read. There's been people that have devoted their lives, separated from their families, that have been persecuted, killed, tortured, martyred for all these specific reasons, for all these aspects of their life. And at the end of it, the majority of Christians don't even pick up their Bible, not even once a week. So, again, listen to God, listen to his word, and continue to be blessed. From this day forward, I'm going to try to be more consistent with putting out these episodes for all of you. I do apologize for my hiatus at this time. Again, there's still a lot of stuff going on in my life, and I'm going to try to spend more time to try to get these out regularly for all of you because I feel bad that I haven't been able to deliver these podcasts for, for the majority of my listeners. For as many or as little as I have, um, you all keep me doing this. And knowing that that you guys are listening and possibly sharing this with other people and spreading these messages, I am hoping and praying that this is being some insight for people to go and pick up a Bible and start reading. If you have any questions or concerns or ideas for the podcast or anything you want me to talk about, you can email me at ministermartyr at gmail.com. Other than that, God bless you and have a great weekend.